Dr. King, are you optimistic about the, uh, the effectiveness of the upcoming message? Will it, in your view, in terms of the political insights you have, will it be sufficient in, its, uh, in what it asks of the Congress? And are you also optimistic about passage of whatever is proposed? Well, I think the, the bill will be a fairly strong bill if it uh, follows what has been uh, reported in the press. Uh, I do think we need something uh, like the kind of public accommodations bill which would uh, uh, prohibit discrimination in any business uh, that is engaged in interstate commerce. I think this is good and it would do a great deal to end segregation in many of the hotels and restaurants and other businesses throughout the South. And I think there is a great need to speed up the process of public school integration. As I said a few minutes ago, this has really been a frustrating and a very slow process, and uh, something has to be done. Now, if the bill calls for a speed up in the integration process in the schools, I think this will be very good and very helpful. Uh, now, as far as the possibility of passage, I am not optimistic about it uh, passing uh, if certain things aren't done to bring the necessary moral and creative pressure to bear uh, so that congressmen will see the necessity of this. For instance, uh, I think, as I said a few minutes ago, the president himself must do more than issue uh, a call, uh, make certain recommendations. What, what would you uh, recommend he do, Dr. King? Should he give fireside chat on it? Should I think so. I think, he should, uh, I think he should give fireside chats on it, and, and I think it, uh, more than one would be necessary. Uh, I think the president should also uh, have conferences with uh, congressmen and get them, try to persuade them to see the necessity of passing this bill. Uh, and I think he will need to talk with certain groups across the country uh, so that it will create a climate of civil rights concern will be created. And people all over the country will be writing their senators and their uh, representatives in Congress on this issue. I think these things are absolutely necessary. And I think uh, the, the devotees of civil rights will have to do something. I mean, I think the civil rights leaders and uh, all of the, the Negroes in the country, as well as their allies in the white community, will have to do something. And I don't uh, throw out the idea of the necessity of a march on Washington, uh, even sit-ins in Congress to get this issue uh, dramatized so much that it cannot be ignored. March on Washington by Negroes and whites? Yes. All I, citizens? Yes. I, I, I'm thinking now of, of all people of goodwill who are concerned about the American dream and the implementation of the basic uh, principles of our democracy. And this would include uh, Negroes and whites, and I think it would have more power uh, if it is an interracial march uh, calling upon our nation to bring into being these just laws which will 
take us on a long, long way toward the American dream. In the recent uh, meeting between James Baldwin, Lena Horne, Harry Belafonte, and other prominent Negroes with the Attorney General, the suggestion was made that the President could make a very dramatic contribution to the issue by taking the University of Alabama Negro applicants to the school himself. The Attorney General was reported to have recoiled at this idea, to have been stunned or horrified or taken aback. Do you think the President of the United States should go to that dramatic degree by way of using the moral power of his office? Yes, I think so. I, uh, I have said uh, on several occasions in recent days that this would be the kind of meaningful act and the kind of dramatic thrust that would make it clear all over the world that we mean business when we talk about uh, basic human rights and democracy and guaranteeing these uh, basic rights to all citizens. Uh, and I think we have come to the point in our nation that we need this kind of moral witness on the part of the highest uh, official and the most respected citizen in our nation. Uh, it, would, it would give a sense of hope to the Negro. It would give a sense of support to uh, the many, many white people of goodwill, North and South, who have been working in this area. And it would do a great deal to lift the image of the United States uh, in the eyes of the world, people of all countries who are looking and they are seeing all of these bad things. But to see this uh, as a great moral act would do a great deal, I think, to give us uh, a better image all over the world. Dr. King, we must pause for just a brief moment. We'll be right back. Find the President of the United States to date wanting in the way in which he has used the moral power of his office, moral suasion. And if you do find him wanting, and your remarks up to this time seem to suggest that you do, what has been his motive, do you think, in holding back? Mm -hmm. Well, I uh, must honestly confess that uh, the President hasn't done all that he could do and that we would like to see him do in the area of civil rights. Uh, I don't want to be unfair in my criticism. I want to say on the one hand that the president has done some significant things in civil rights. And uh, I think he is basically a man of genuine goodwill uh, who wants to do the right thing. And I could point to some of the things that he's done that uh, have been helpful. On the other hand, President Kennedy has not yet given the leadership that the enormity of the problem demands. He has failed to live up to his campaign promises. Uh, he has not uh, gone on record calling for any meaningful civil rights legislation up to now, and if he does uh, in the coming days, uh, we will welcome this, but uh, uh, he has not done it in the past. And of course, uh, there is still the need to use the power of moral persuasion uh, to a greater degree than he has in the past. This is one area where the president has, ha has not moved with, uh, with, with a great sense of urgency. Why has he uh, hedged, do you think? Well, Political considerations? I, I Southern think, votes? Uh, I think it, it boils down to 
a fear of arousing the ire of Southern congressmen, many of whom hold the leadership in basic and important committees in Congress. And uh, it may be that the president feels that uh, his other legislative program can't get through if he uh, makes these senators and congressmen too angry on the civil rights issue. Uh, my position has been that uh, this issue is a basic moral issue, I mean the civil rights issue, and that uh, many of the Southerners are going to take a stand against the president's legislative program, I mean other phases of his legislative program anyway. And it is better to go down taking a strong moral position than to lose out when you have heads done a basic moral principle. And uh, I think this is a choice before the president. He must uh, start now making moral decisions rather than purely political decisions. And I think in the final analysis, uh, he will be supported in the country. It's very seldom that an individual in, in the political world has an opportunity to do that which is morally right and politically expedient uh, simultaneously. But I think this is one issue uh, that is morally right on the one hand and politically expedient on the other. I think the president will discover that if he took a forthright, courageous stand on this issue, he would get great support from, from people all over the country, particularly in the big industrial urban areas of the North and the West that in the final analysis uh, will elect the president. Dr. King, will the coming showdown between Governor Wallace and the federal government on the admission of the two Negro students to the University of Alabama, in your view, will that lead to new violence in Alabama? There are a thousand troops stationed there. The Negro community probably awaits the event. If Governor Wallace were to do a Governor Barnett act and attempt yeah. to prevent the entry himself physically with his troops, would that lead to an outbreak of new violence? Well, I think there is this danger. There's a real possibility. Now, in recent days, Governor Wallace has backed up a bit, and uh, he has gone on television calling for uh, nonviolence and calling for peace and orderliness. And uh, how much influence this will have, I, I don't know. I, I feel now that Governor Wallace has been under so much pressure from the political power structure of the state, the economic power structure, the business leaders, and uh, the ecclesiastical power structure, the ministers, from all over have said to Governor Wallace, this is the wrong course of action, the Attorney General of the state, the Lieutenant Governor. And I think he's been under so much pressure that uh, he may change his course of action and try to follow through on some token political promise that he made, yet at the same time try to keep violence from erupting. Uh, if this happens, it may it may be possible to prevent violence. On the other hand, if uh, the governor over the next few days persists in his determination to stand in the door and place the troops, the state troopers of Alabama over against uh, the uh, trying to block the entrance of the Negro students 
and then a showdown comes between the state and the federal government, there is a danger that the violent forces of the state will uh, become so aroused that they will resort to violence and will unconsciously and consciously feel that they are aided and abetted by Governor Wallace in, in all that they are doing. So it's uh, difficult to say. I think we must realize that it, it, it's a dangerous situation and Governor Wallace has done a grave injustice not only to Alabama but to the whole nation by embarking on such an irresponsible course of action. Dr. King, has the pressure of events and the uh, frustration of the Negro in seeking his rights made your philosophy, your doctrine of nonviolence, more difficult to, uh, to preach effectively? Uh, are you, within your own people, is there now a militancy that is um, damaging your, your theology of nonviolence? Well, at this point, I don't think so. Uh, I must make it clear that <laughs> I, I don't advocate a weak and uh, a sort of uh, complacent nonviolence. Uh, I advocate a militant nonviolence, a, 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 a movement that moves on, a, a resistance movement that does resist, but it does it nonviolently. Now, I am as impatient as anybody about the slow pace of the desegregation process, and I feel that uh, we've got to move on in a very vigorous, forthright, and uh, determined manner. Uh, my only insistence is that it would be both impractical and immoral to try to make violence uh, our major thrust, or to try to make violence a method that we will use to get to the goal of integration. And I, I, as I said, I think it's just downright impractical, even if one doesn't take uh, the moral questions under consideration. Now, it is true that uh, because of uh, the failure of the forces of goodwill to rally around the democratic ideal and the whole process of integration, uh, many people in the Negro community have become uh, so impatient that they've become bitter. And it is more difficult to uh, get over uh, in a situation like this the, the philosophy of nonviolence. It makes the job much more difficult. When we are moving on and people see this creative outlet, uh, it's easier for them to remain true to the nonviolent creed. But uh, when things are slow, and even those who are leaders in the nonviolent movement are considered rabble-rousers and agitators, uh, then it does make the job much more difficult to, to get this philosophy over. And uh, I would be the first one to admit that uh, with, the, with the growth of the movement and with it rising to such astronomical proportions in terms of numbers, and with all of the communities that are now rising up, it means that we're going to have to uh, spend more times, uh, time and get more hands to help us work in these communities so that we will be sure that uh, at least we're trying to get over the meaning of the whole philosophy of nonviolence.